is speaking to us tonight. So I was praying for tonight. And two days back, God asked me to continue on the series of watchmen. On the series of watchmen. Because God is calling for watchmen. God is calling for watchmen. Hallelujah. Watchmen. I, I tell you, watchmen are the one who sustain revivals. Hallelujah. They are the one who are... Um, they are the one who run the race for long till the end of the life. They are the carriers of revival. It's not that today someone will rise and after two years or after six months they will fall and everything will be faded out. But their life is a testament of revival. Their life is a testament of walking with God, our watchmen. Hallelujah. Are we together? So, um, because the way the Lord trains a watchman. The way the Lord trains a watchman. He gets so in tune with God. He gets so in sync with God. That his life uh, on earth lives a trace behind for people to follow after Jesus. A person who lives a life so close to God. A person who lives. There are few people on earth. There are few people in history. Servants of God. After their death. You, you just not admire their ministry, but their life has left a trace behind for you to follow. You can follow them. Like Apostle Paul said to the church of Corinthians, you can imitate me as I imitated Christ. You can imitate me as I imitated Christ. Yeah, so it's, he was not only a servant of God who was blessing people with his anointing, healing people and uh, delivering people and preaching the gospel, but his life was a testament. And that is the primary thing that God wants you to have. He wants to make your life a testament for others to follow Christ. Hallelujah. Are we together? He wants you to make, your, make your life a testament for others to follow Christ. More than your ministry. If you, are a, if you are an anointed servant of God and for 10 years God used you, it was your season. And you did many healing crusades and you did a lot of Revival for 10 years. But after 10 years, you only knew what was going on in your personal life. And you started to fade off, fade off, fade off. And then, and then a news came. Oh, this person was caught in a scandal. Oh, this person was caught, was involved in adultery. And then your, your ministry ends miserably. So your ministry has blessed people. But your life has ended without you leaving a praise behind for people to follow Jesus. That's a waste. But the primary thing is you, God wants you to live a life, to walk with him, that you, you live a praise behind for people to follow Christ. Hallelujah. And the watchman is called in that way. So let us go. We were, you, you remember where we were? We were on Revelation chapter number one. Revelation Chapter number one. And verse number 10. Verse number 10. I was in the spirit of on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice. As of a trumpet. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Apostle John says, I was on the spirit, in the spirit on the Lord's day. So, starting off with where I ended. So, I told you. That if, if you are hungry for God and if you really want to know God and if you really want to be connected to God of what he is doing on the face of the earth, you will know when the Lord has an appointment with you and you will be in the spirit on that day. You will be in the spirit on that day. Many people, many Christians don't even know when the Lord has an appointment with them. The day the Lord has an appointment with them, they are roaming outside in the movie theater. They are sitting with their girlfriend. And the Lord has an appointment, appointment with them here in their house. But that person is found in the movie theater with his girlfriend. Why? Because he is not able to understand the leading of the spirit. And understand the leading of God. The time and the places where God wants to meet that person. Do you know Jacob sent his wives and his concubines 
and his children ahead of him. He said, go ahead of us. Go ahead of me. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Because Jacob came to know in the spirit that that night God wanted to meet him and God wanted him to be alone. Hallelujah. He knew that uh, God had set an appointment for him that night. And that's why he prepared himself and God came. The angel of the Lord came uh, in that place and encountered Jacob. Hallelujah. Jesus knew when within the Lord encountered him. Jesus knew the time and the place. Many times he would take his disciples on the mountain. And once, once when they were there on the mountain, Peter, John and James were there with Jesus. Jesus was transfigured. He had an appointment with God. So my question is, do Christians recognize when you have an appointment with God? Do Christians recognize the prompting of the spirit? A watchman has to be alert in the spirit to know, oh, God, today is what? Today is Friday for you. Oh, on Monday, God, I, I have to meet God. I have to meet God. I have to start preparing to meet God because I feel in the spirit, God is calling me. God is calling me to reveal something. Are we understanding? So Christians got to realize that the Lord sets an appointment with his, with his watchmen. The Lord sets an appointment. And if you are too busy and engrossed in your personal life, in your domestic life, if you are too occupied in your, in your thoughts, in your worries, you will miss the appointment. But the, the Apostle John says, uh, I was on in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was prepared. And I told you that Apostle John was not in a very, was not in the Greenlands, uh, was not in the pastures. He was in the wilderness. He was in the island of Patmos. He was held captive there. Hallelujah. He was not in a good place. His situation was not good. He was taken as a captive on the island of Patmos for, for preaching the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But even in that situation, he said, I was in the spirit. I was prepared even in that situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even if there are storms and winds going on around your house as a watchman, uh, your husband is saying something. Your son is saying something. That is a fight between your son and your daughter. That is a fight between uh, your family members. Uh, nothing is going right. Or there is problem in your husband's job. There is, maybe there is problem in your job and you don't know. But you have to be alert in the spirit like John was in any kind of situation to seek that when the Lord has an appointment with you as a watchman. Hallelujah. When the Lord wants to meet you as a watchman. So he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. Today, that is our, that is our topic. I heard what? A loud voice as of a trumpet, as of a trumpet, as of a trumpet. Hallelujah. I told you what is the trumpet. The trumpet is a, the trumpet sound is the, was the voice of Jesus. And it was, it signified the announcement of a warning of something that Jesus was doing on the face of the earth. In the, actually in the seven churches of Asia. Hallelujah. And, and tonight, what God wants to speak to us tonight is about the sound of heaven. The sound of heaven. A watchman is always connected to what? The sound of heaven, not the sound of your television, not the sound of God's channel, not the sound of preachers who are preaching on God's channel, the sound of heaven. Everyone shout the sound of heaven. The sound of heaven. Sound of heaven. The sound of heaven. The sound of, the sound of, heaven. of heaven. I don't have to, I, I don't want to release, I, I don't, I can't release tonight how God communicated to me this sermon. This place where I'm sitting, God, this from this place, the Lord started to talk to me about the sound of heaven. And okay, I don't want to release that testimony now, but let us go what the Lord is talking about, a sound from heaven, a sound from heaven. Whatever the Lord does, listen to me, whatever the Lord does on the face of the earth, it follows with a sound that comes from heaven. Whatever the Lord wants to do on the face of the earth. It follows with a sound. It follows with a sound that comes from heaven. Are we understanding? It follows with a sound that comes from heaven. Hallelujah. 
and I'm not talking about the first heaven or the second heaven. I am talking about the he heavens of heaven, that is the throne room of God. A sound is made in the throne room of God, and that sound manifests on the face of the earth and does its work. Remember Elijah in the book of First Kings, chapter number chapter number eighteen. Before the rain came on the nation of Israel, before the rain the rain came on the nation of Israel, it followed from a sound of abundance of rain that came from heaven and Elijah heard that sound that came from heaven that came in heaven and Elijah said I hear the sound of abundance of rain now the people of the earth were unaware they don't hear the sound but the watchman can connect to the sounds of heaven the watchman can connect to the trumpet sounds of heaven hallelujah hallelujah do you know who is the I, I can't take you into music do you know who is the author of music it's God. It's not Lucifer. Lucifer was the monarch to whom music was handed over. Lucifer was the, was the guardian to whom music was handed over. And it says in the book of Ezekiel, this Lucifer had different types of musical instruments embedded into his, into his body, into his being. And he used to lead worship for God. But music, music, originated from God. I don't have time to go there in that revelation. Hallelujah. Do you know? Can you tell me how many? Okay, do you know about Enoch? The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. Do you know there is not one Enoch in the Bible? There are two Enochs in the Bible. How many of you know that? There are two Enochs in the Bible in the book of Genesis. I, I, I'm not going there. There are two Lamechs in the Bible. One Lamech is the, is the father of Noah. And another Lamech is the father of Jubal, Jabal, Tubalcain, and Nama. That, that Lamech was, came from the seed of Cain. And another, that Enoch came from the seed of Cain. Hallelujah. And one of the sons of Lamech, one of the sons, sons of, of Lamech, uh, uh, Jabal, he was the one who, who started to be the fathers of those who played the musical instruments, the Bible says. But, and those who played the musical instrument, he started to be the father, not music to the Lord, but he started to be the father of a demonic music that came from Lucifer. I don't have time to go there, but sounds are emitted. Scales are emitted. Trumpet sounds are emitted. Musical instrumental sounds are emitted from heaven. Sounds from heaven. Sounds of heaven. Heaven That only the watchmen on the face of the earth who are in active service with God can catch the frequencies of the sound. Maybe it's a sound of a trumpet. Maybe it's, it's a sound of some musical instrument from in heaven, in God's throne room. And the sound can be interpreted by the spirit of this watchman. The spirit and the anointing that God gives to the watchman. Hallelujah. So Elijah said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He heard a particular sound. That you, if you hear that sound, you would, you, would, you would think, oh, what is this kind of sound? You will not be able to interpret. But Elijah had the anointing and the insight to interpret this sound is the sound of abundance of rain. This sound is the sound of abundance of rain because the rain how it sounds on earth it will not sound like the same in the spirit there are different sounds sounds from heaven sounds from heaven do you know in acts chapter number two on the day of pentecost the revival that came how it came the bible says there came what a sound from heaven of a rushing mighty wind it followed that revival that outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, on the 120 people, how it came, it followed, it came from a sound from heaven. Okay, let's go, go to that verse. Let's go to Acts chapter number two. Hallelujah. Acts chapter number two. 
verse number one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Underline that. You see that? There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. What was the sound sounding like? Like a rushing mighty wind. Like a rushing mighty wind. The sound was like a rushing mighty wind. And it that sound, that sound filled the whole house. That sound filled the whole house. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Hallelujah. That sound translated, that sound sounded like a rushing mighty wind. But what did the sound produce on earth? The sound produced the heavenly tongues from the voices of people. Hallelujah. You see that? Now that, that sound, that sound was not heard outside the upper room. That sound was only heard inside the upper room. You know why? Because there were 120 watchmen praying in the upper room and only they heard the sound. Only they heard the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. If you don't hear the sounds from heaven, you are not in God's season. You are not in what God is doing you are not included in what God is doing on the face of the earth. You, you, are, you are outside. You are an outcast. You are not in the house of God. The church is defined with people who are connected with the voice of God. I know that we got to love each other and, and we, we know that. But the primary purpose of a church, that each part of the body, the hands, the fingers, uh, the mouth, the ears, the nose, everything needs to be connected with the head, with the brain, with the commands. That the brain is giving them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sounds from heaven. The body of Christ. I would define the body of Christ. As members who are connected with the head. I would define the church. As members. Who are connected with the voice of God. The voice of God. The sound from heaven. Only came inside the upper room. And the 120 people heard the sound and become became a part of what God was doing in Jerusalem. Of what God was doing in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the sound came like a rushing mighty wind. But when it, when it translated to the realms of the earth, it translated as tongues of fire. It, it, it translated as tongues of fire. You see that? Hallelujah. So as a watchman, God will give you the ability to translate the sounds. God will give you the ability to translate the sounds, to interpret the sounds. Hallelujah. Like you see the sky or like the weather forecast. Uh, you know, Sister Ruth sends the messages. Oh, uh, uh, tomorrow there will be a wind. Oh, on, in, in the month of March, the weather will be. They, 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 they study the weather. They study the skies. They study all those things. And they try to predict what will happen. Uh, a, a watchman is, is a student of the sounds. A watchman has to be a student of the sounds that are released from heaven. That are released from heaven. If you are not in sync and you, if you don't understand the sounds that are released from heaven. Hallelujah. You cannot be, you cannot be a, a watchman functioning in your calling, in your full ability, in your full anointing. Because you will miss, you yourself will miss and the people under the, under the influence of your watchman ministry will miss what God is doing on the face of, of the earth. Sounds from heaven. Are we understanding? Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven and said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. 
that was the sound when Jesus was baptized, not only anointed with the Holy Spirit for ministry, but a sound was released from heaven. And, and the earth was made to know and the relevance of the earth was made to know. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The, Jesus' ministry started with a sound that came from heaven. Hallelujah. Whatever God does on earth, it starts from a sound in heaven. Now, listen to me carefully. Moses, Moses was not trained as a watchman. Moses did not receive the sound from heaven. And that's why Moses was not connected to the sounds in heaven. Because, you know, before God encountered Moses in the burning bush, you know where Moses was? Moses was serving his father-in-law. He was taking, the, taking care of the sheets of Jethro, his father-in-law. Moses had lost trust that he was called. Because when God appeared to him and God was trying to send Moses, you know what Moses, Moses said? No, Lord, I cannot speak. I cannot go. Then the Lord told Moses, 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 listen to me. Who gives mouth to people? Who makes them dumb or deaf? It is I, the Lord. I give voice to people. I have given you the voice. I have given you the authority. Even then, Moses was saying, I don't want to go, Lord. Send someone else. Send someone else. Eh? Right? That, that is what the Bible says. Send someone else. And the Bible says, when Moses insisted on not going, the Lord got angry on Moses. Now, many of the pastors interpret that incident as the humility of Moses. It is not the humility of Moses. It is the pride and arrogance of Moses that he was doing there. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Now, God told him that I will speak through you, but yet I will do through you. You don't have to do nothing, Moses. It's not about you, Moses. It's not about your ability, Moses. It's about me. You have to depend on me. But Moses was still insisting on his own abilities. Lord, I cannot do so. I will not go. I don't want to depend on you. I don't want you to work through me. Hallelujah. It was not the humility of Moses that he was saying, no, I don't want to go. It was the pride and the dependence on his own abilities because of which he was insisting he did not want it to go. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? That is a false kind of humility in the church. If, if people say, if people, you would see anyone in the church who says, no, 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 I don't want the stage, you know. I am good at the back seats of the church. I don't want to do anything in the church. And you will say, oh, that is a humble brother. That is not a humble brother. Don't define, don't evaluate humility by such, such qualities. Such people are still trusting. God has not called you to sit on the back seats of the church. Hallelujah. God has called you. Jesus, Jesus was very vocal in saying who he was. He said, if I were to, if I were to give me, give myself honor, I will not give myself honor, but that is one who gives me honor and who testifies of me. That is my father. And I know what he thinks about me. I know what he says about me, about me. That is humility. Humility is not sitting on the back seats of the church and saying, everyone, I am a humble person, so I can't do anything. That is not humility. Are we understanding? God has not called any person in the body of Christ. God has not called any person in the body of Christ to sit on the seats of the uh, chairs of the church and warm those chairs. You are called to function, function, function in the body of Christ. And if God says you are a prophet, you can say I am a prophet called by God. God has called me to be a prophet. That's not pride. That's what God is talking about you. If you are called to be a mighty man of valor, you can go, God has called me to be a warrior. Hallelujah. You have to keep on confessing what God calls you, what God talks, says about you. Hallelujah. That is what you are. If God has called, called you to be an apostle, yes, I am an apostle. No, no, I am just a brother. I am nothing in the body of Christ. No, say. Say who you are. What God calls you to be. If people say, no, 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 you are nothing. You, you should not be moved by the opinions of people. You should believe in who you are and in what God calls you to be. It's, it is not you who are, who are telling that uh, I, I am this. It is God who, are, who is saying that. So it's not on the basis of, of your, your talkings or what you feel about yourself. It's what you are saying is on the basis of what God calls you to be. So I want to, I am trying to tell you that Moses, Moses was not at all willing to obey the call of God. That is what I'm telling you. 
even when god appeared to him on the burning in the burning bush he wanted to stay and take care, take care of the sheep of his father in law he wanted to stay at home and take care of the sheep of the father in law and make love with with his wife zipora the medianite and uh, live a life you know live a comfortable life and that that is how christians have become they just want to when a, a christian has been taught that oh, okay okay uh, you know and uh, now since you have completed your college uh, take up a job earn a lot of money save that money at the age of 26 or 25 get married save money buy a house give birth to children make plans for retirement continue going to the church do something for god and then uh, at a good old age you can retire and uh, buy a farm house or buy a house or villa in a, in a and go and stay and live a comfortable life there yeah do you know christians my pastor he is a good man by the way my pastor my first pastor when i was in the church my pastor told me uh, rahul rahul you have a calling on your life god has told me at the age of uh, 19 he said you have a calling many prophets told me came and told me this boy in your church has a calling on his life i want to train you so i i was fascinated that my pastor would train me personally and then i went for the training in his house he told me okay give me your time and he told every week come on this time and i will train you you know what he started to train me is what is your age now i i said pastor 20 years old okay so 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 i i started to work from from age 19 because i gave up my study i started to work from age so he said you are working now so he started to introduce to me insurance policies mutual fund policies where i should invest <laughs> that was the training that he was giving me then he started to give me uh, uh numbers of insurance agents who can help me invest he said you got to invest from now you know rahul then when you start investing at the age of 26 you buy your house and you have you will have enough money to get married to a beautiful girl and i will have you married at the age of 26 and i will have you married at the age of 26 after you get married after you are married we can anoint you as a leader in the church because we anoint married people in the church so we can anoint you as a leader in the church after that you will give birth to children and at the age of 29 he was he was putting me into the traditions that he himself walked in living a comfortable <laughs> christian life but little did he know that uh, the lord led me in different paths and at, at the age of 23 itself when i was not even married the lord asked him came to him asked him to anoint me as the leader and i was the one that broke the traditions of the church hallelujah so the, it is christians are becoming like moses moses was had planned his life i am telling you that's why he was saying no 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 god i don't want to go i have already planned my life in the land of median in the land of median so i don't want to come there send someone lord that was not humility <laughs> that was not humility so moses was in moses was in a place where he was completely completely disconnected from the voice of god he was not a watchman so how will he realize the time when god wants to god wants to uh, uh, deliver israel he he did not know head or tail about what is going on in the throne room of god because he was occupied in the issues of his life that's why moses did not hear the sound of heaven but he heard the sound of the burning bush are we understanding since okay okay listen 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 moses since he was not connected to the sounds of heaven but still he was the chosen one he was the one who survived the killing of pharaoh and he was a call was there before he was formed on his mother he was the prophet of god that was his calling so that's why but he was not connected to the sound of heaven so he did not hear the sound of heaven but he heard the sound of burning bush for example for example i am you know sister marian is not coming to the, to the church and i as a pastor i am calling i am trying to call sister marian sister marian where is she she is not coming to our, to the church every sunday but she is not picking up my call she is not able to connect to my calls on the, the phone call so since it is it has been two months she is not picking up my calls so what i do is this marian is not listening to me so let me go to her house and appear in her house and talk to her that is what god had to do with moses are you understanding this moses is not able to pick up my call 
this Moses is not able to connect to my network. So let me go to him and call him. Let me go to him and call him. Let me go to him and call him. Hallelujah. Uh, oh my, oh my, hallelujah. That's why Moses did not heard the sound of heaven. He, saw, he heard the sound from the burning bush. The Lord had to come down and appear to Moses in the burning bush. But after that, God started to train him to be a watchman. So Moses, wherever he was in Pharaoh's palace, among the people of Israel, he started to hear God. If you, if you hear about the plagues, how God communicated. After that, after God started to train him, he did not have to have burning bush encounters. Moses was tuned to the voice of God, to the sound from heaven. Hallelujah. Do you know something? Let me take you to a verse in the Bible. Hallelujah. People of God, are we here? Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me take you to a verse. Exodus chapter number 12, verse 40. Oh, my. Exodus chapter number 12, verse number 40. Four zero forty. Now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. Everyone say 430 years. How many years the children of Israel lived in Egypt? 430 years. 430 years. But that was not the promise of God to Abraham. The covenant that God made with Abraham was your descendants will be in bondage in a foreign land for 400 years. That is in Genesis chapter number 15. Let me show you that verse. Genesis chapter number Genesis chapter number 15. Verse number 13. Then he said to Abraham, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them. How many? 400 years. So God's promise says 400 years, but it was actually 430 years, actually, when Israel came out of Egypt. The sojourn of the children of Israel in Egypt was 430 years. Why 30 years delay? Is God not true to his promise? God is true to his promise. But listen to me, listen to me. Always remember one thing. The promise of God is a destination set for you. Okay. The promise of God is a place, is a destination set for you. That promise will never change. But the pathway and the people that are involved in that promise, in the fulfillment of that word of, or of that prophet, promise, that pathway can change and the people will, will change because human beings don't cooperate with God. Yes. Human beings are not, <laughs> we Christians, we have to understand, the 90% above Christians don't cooperate with God. That's why there are delays, there, there are delays. Listen to me. When a watchman like Moses, he was called to be a watchman. So the sound from heaven at the 400th year of Israel, God started to sound from heaven of delivering the people of Israel from Egypt. But because Moses was occupied in his own domestic life, Moses could not hear the sound. Moses could not hear the sound. And God for 30 years was continuing to trying to speak to Moses. A sound from heaven was trying to speak to Moses. He could not hear. He could not hear. At last, when he was not hearing at all, God decided at the, at the, uh, at the 430th year that he, this guy is not hearing. And there is no one else eligible to be used. So let me, I have to go down to him. And this mighty God, the ruler of heaven and earth, had to come in a bush. You can see that? That is how, that is what is the revelation of Jesus. Because we were sinners, disconnected from God. That's why Jesus had to come and take up the form of a man. Be born in a manger. He became a carpenter. He became, the Bible says, he became poor so that he can make us rich. When, when people don't listen to God, God's love is so, 
God love is so great that he can come down for his people in a bush. The great God. Hallelujah. A bush is an ignored element in the wilderness. Who, who looks at a bush? Tell me. Do you go for a vacation in Jamaica to look for a bush? No, you go there to look at beautiful beaches. Eh? Hallelujah. Or some historic places. No one goes anywhere to look for a bush. Who goes? But God came in the bush, signifying that Jesus will come in the flesh. Hallelujah. And take, take the lowest place. He was born in the manger. Why? Why God came in a bush? Because Moses, this guy Moses, this guy Moses was, was not able to, not connecting to the sounds of heaven. Dear watchman, dear watchman, tonight I want to tell you that it's high time you connect to the sound of heaven. Because what was supposed to happen in your life 30 years back has not yet happened because you are not connecting to the sounds of heaven. Hallelujah. What was supposed to happen through your life is not yet happening. It was supposed to happen 30 years back. It is not yet happening because you are not connecting to the sound of heaven. Hallelujah. Every delay is not caused by ancestral spirits, by demonic spirits, by strong, demonic strongholds. Some delays are caused because watchmen are not connecting to the sounds of heaven. Watchmen are not connecting to the sounds of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Okay, listen to me. I have written something. The watchmen are proclaimers. I told you, I think last Friday, the watchmen are proclaimers. Trumpet blowers on earth. Through whom God's purposes will come to pass on earth at the given time. If the watchmen are sleeping, there will be delays in God's purposes. Hallelujah. For God to do something on the face of the earth, he needs a watchman. Who can take his sound? Once you realize the sound is starting to become really big. Hallelujah! Uh, he, he needs a watchman. Numbers like when do you know? I mean, first is my God. So a watchman for God to do something on the face of the earth, he needs a watchman who can take from the sounds of heaven and blow the trumpet. The trumpet is prayer. Blowing the trumpet is prayer. Blowing the trumpet is its proclamation. Blowing the trumpet is warning. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. So those sounds of heaven can never find expression on earth unless it is communicated to a watchman. God, that's why needs watchmen to whom God can communicate the sounds of heaven and who can then blow the trumpets, proclaim the word, pray, fast for that sound to manifest. What did, what did Elijah do? Elijah heard the sound of abundance of rain. He did not go home and sleep. He did not go in a secret place and start sleeping. He went on the mount. He went on the top of the mountain to start praying, because he was he he was the conduit to translate the sound of heaven into a manifestation of God's season of revival in Israel. Hallelujah! Are we understanding? If there are no watchmen connected to the sound of heaven, there can be delays in the purposes of God. Hallelujah. But God is raising watchmen. God is raising watchmen who can, who, can get, who can catch the sounds of heaven and become the trumpet blowers on the face of the earth. Become the trumpet blowers in Canada, in, in USA, in Kenya, in Africa. Hallelujah. In Asia, in India, in Pakistan. Become the trumpet, trumpet blowers. Hallelujah. For the manifestation of God's purposes on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. God needs a human being to do his work on the earth. Open with me the book of Amos, chapter number three. Open with me the book of the prophet Amos, chapter number three. Verse number seven. Chapter number three, verse number seven. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Everyone say that verse with me. Say, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets 
his secret to the to his servants the prophet everyone said the lord god does nothing yes lord god does nothing he can do nothing he can do nothing on the face of the earth unless he gets a watchman who is connected to him unless he gets a watchman who can interpret the sound that comes from heaven who can who can receive the secrets of the lord the mysteries of god hallelujah that's why i teach a lot about the secrets about the mysteries of the spirit the mysteries in the word of god eh? hallelujah the lord god can do nothing unless he reveals a secret yeah and the watchmen are the one if he wants to do something in ontario in ontario in canada ontario or ontario forgive me if i pronounce it wrongly in ontario in canada if he wants to do something he says i can do nothing with un, before i inform k about it and have a meeting with k about it that is a stature of a watchman hallelujah i will come to the throne position i i taught you about throne positions with god so a throne with god is having a position with god where god will listen to your advice god god will listen to you you would say god you know let us not do like this can you do and what you are telling to god is not from your flesh it's from the spirit of god within you you are responding to god and telling to god advice those are the advisory council of of god can you imagine the stature opal was singing i am a friend of god that is the throne position that is, that is the that is the highest level at the anointing of a watchman that every watchman should go to that god will not do nothing 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 even in your family unless he first reveals it to you unless he first reveals it to you oh my, oh my. hallelujah god will do nothing unless he reveals it to the prophet okay let me come to the friend of god abraham abraham i was going to take abraham abraham the friend of god the do you know the genesis chapter 12 verse 1 the bible says the lord had spoken to abraham come out of thy kindred and all those things i will make you a great nation his journey started with a voice from heaven and you you would think that abraham was an unbeliever how could he catch the voice from heaven how could he catch the voice from heaven listen to me listen to me listen to me why do you want to change your job huh anyone anyone working here come on and uh, okay uh, any anyone working in a in, in a job rolston are you hearing me rolston my friend is working he will not want to change his job unless he is unsatisfied in his current job uh, he is not get getting what he wants he thinks that the profile that i am working in you know does not suits my capabilities my abilities uh, he, he says that i want a different boss i want a different job so abraham do you know abraham where he was living where from where he began his journey he began his journey from babylon Do you know the Bible says that Abraham used to live. His family was from the where, from the Ur of the Chaldeans. What are Chaldeans? Chaldeans are Babylonians, and that is written at the later part of Genesis chapter number eleven. In the first part of Genesis chapter number eleven, the Bible speaks about the construction of the Tower of Babel, and God came and confused the people, and they scattered across the face of the earth. But that Babel stayed. and became the land of the chaldeans it became babylon and abraham used to live in that babylon our our father abraham the father of faith he used to live in that in the land of the chaldeans he used to live in babylon now no one will follow a voice and start to follow that voice no one will follow until and unless he is himself not satisfied abraham listen to me abraham had a sense of the satisfaction he had a sense he he was in his heart he was serving the gods of babylon of the chaldeans the gods of fertility and all those gods and in his heart he was not satisfied with those gods in his heart he was not satisfied with the family ritual, rituals with the family religion he was not satisfied he was not satisfied 
and he was searching for an answer. He was searching for something, for something that is real because everything that he was practicing, he felt in his heart, it was fake. It is not real. God cannot be like this. The maker of human beings and the maker of heaven and earth cannot be like this. There has to be an answer to my, to my problems that I have in my heart. There has to be an answer to, my, to what, what things I am thinking of. Hallelujah. Because he was in a state of unsatisfaction, he was able to catch a hold of the sound from heaven. Listen to me, listen to me. What I am saying, uh, let me explain that to you. Do you know Sadhu Sundar Singh, a great man of God from India? Do you know him? Do you know he was a persecutor of Christians? Do you know he, was, he, he used to persecute Christians? He used to burn the Bible. But doing that very thing, burning Bibles, persecuting the Christians, he was becoming so unsatisfied, so anxious, so hyper. He thought, I don't know what I am doing. And he thought, Lord, I need an answer. Otherwise, I will go under the train and end my life. I will suicide. I will suicide. I don't know. There has to be something. That is the true God. There has to, there has to be a true God. And the, 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 the day he was going to suicide and come under the train, that very night, early in the morning, Jesus came to him with a sound. Jesus came to him with a sound. Jesus came to him with a sound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. These unbelievers can catch hold of, of a sound from heaven because they are searching for the true God. God can speak to unbelievers. How do you know the Muslims in Iran, even where the gospel cannot be reached out, they are getting saved. How, how? Jesus appears to them. A sound from heaven. You cannot catch the sound from heaven. They catch the sound from heaven. Why? Because they are unsatisfied. They say, Lord, I want to know the true God. If you really are, Lord, come. And the Lord comes. A sound from heaven came to Abraham. Do you know the story of Saul? When, when, when Stephen, the servant of the Lord, was killed, the Bible says they laid their clothes, their, their clothes, their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Hallelujah. So Saul was standing there witnessing the death of Stephen, but he was not killing Stephen. You have to understand the Bible. You have to understand the Bible. When Jesus appeared to Saul, what did he say? Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? So when, when Saul was not persecuting Jesus, he was persecuting the church. But the church is the body of Jesus. So when the church is hurted, Jesus feels the hurt. Jesus is moved. So that's why Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And you know the second sentence, what he said to Saul? It is hard for you to kick against your goads. G-O-A-D-S, goads. That, is, that means it is hard for you to kick against your convictions. I am speaking to you, but you are ignoring me. Do you know, when Stephen was killed, the picture was like all the Jewish, the Pharisees and all, they were, oh, stone him, stone him. And they were, they were ready to stone him. And Saul, who was the teacher in the Pharisee community, why he was not stoning Peter, uh, Stephen? Because when Stephen was killed, Something stopped Saul to, to stone him. That's why he was standing there. And the people said, oh, Saul, you are just standing there. You are not stoning. So it's better for you to take care of, of our clothes. Take care of our clothes and robes. And we will stone him. Are you understanding the picture? You will not see what I am teaching. It's not, it's not from a Bible college. What I am teaching is, is, is what the Holy Spirit that is the reason why, why, why Saul was standing. But after that, he start to, started to ignore his convictions and started to headlong persecute the Christian. But there was a sense of questioning in him. What I'm doing is not right, but I'm still doing it. What I'm doing is not right, but I'm still doing it. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then Jesus appeared to him, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? And then the sound from heaven also came through Ananias that I have chosen you. Because when Saul encountered Jesus, uh, a season of God opened on the face of the earth for the gospel to be reached out to the Gentiles. And God told Saul, I have chosen you to suffer for my namesake. You will bear my name 
before the Gentiles and before the kings. A sound from heaven. A sound from heaven. A sound from heaven. Hallelujah. How much unsatisfied you are with your defeated Christian life? Or you are satisfied with your defeated Christian life? Are you, are you telling God, Lord, this is not the life that the Bible mentions. This is not the life that the apostles lived. This is not the life that Jesus has called me to live. There is something more to it. Oh, Lord, speak to me. Oh, Lord, do something in me. Oh, Lord, change me. Oh, Lord, meet me. When you do that, you will start to catch the sounds of heaven. You are just in a phase where you are entering the ministry of a watchman. Hallelujah. But Christians are very satisfied to go to the church, read their Bible, go to work, uh, marry a beautiful woman, give birth to one baby, two baby, three babies. And Christians have become, they are, they are satisfied. They, are, they have become stagnant. But there are unbelievers who are, who are not satisfied. And the sound of heaven goes to them. It went to an unbeliever, Abraham, from the Ur of the Chaldeans. And God told Abraham, Abraham, leave your parents, leave your kindred. Hallelujah. For I am going to make you a great nation. Through you, a great revival. The, um, the, 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 the birth of, of my seed through you will come on the face of the earth. Because in your seed, Abraham, all the children of the earth shall be blessed. Abraham, the father of blessings. From where the blessings originated, from where the seed of Christ was called, was called, was Abraham. An unbeliever living in the Ur of the Chaldeans, an unbeliever. God can speak to unbeliever. Prophets, there can come a time prophets are not able to catch the sounds from heaven. But an unbeliever like Abraham can catch the sound from heaven and, and can be enrolled in the training of God, of a watchman. And from then, from then, you know, Abraham started to, Abraham started to walk with God. Hallelujah. And he was trained as a watchman. He was trained as a watchman. And he started to hear the sounds of heaven. Are we understanding? Do you remember Cornelius, an unbeliever? He was a soldier of the Italian regiment in Acts chapter 10. Okay. I am sitting outside, so I am not going much into the scriptures. Acts chapter 10. He was a soldier of the Italian regiment. But the Bible says he used, to, he, he used to give his arms to the poor. And he used to pray regularly. He used to seek God regularly. Now, listen to me. The Jewish God, the Jehovah God, is a God who only blesses the Jewish people. Okay? Works for the Jewish people. Now, this man Cornelius, being a soldier of the Italian regiment, being an unbeliever, a non-Jewish guy. Why did he decide to serve Jehovah God? Because there were no promises to him as, as a non-Jew at that time. But still, he decided, I will, I will do and I will seek this God. I will seek this God without any benefits. Because I know this God is true. Like Ruth, in the book of Ruth, she told Naomi, I will not leave you. Your God shall be my God. I want to ask a question to you. What did Ruth receive from this God? When she came in this house of God, got married to one of the sons of Elimelech, the, 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 the father-in-law died, the son died, there was death, there was loss. But still Ruth is saying, I will follow this God. I will follow this God. Look at the life of, look at the life of, uh, what's her name? Rahab, the prostitute. She, she risked her life to support the servants of God. Unbelievers, 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 Cornelius. Oh my. And God appeared to him. Angel came to him. And the angel told about, about Simon Peter, this man will be sent to you. And he will bring to you the good news of God. And you know what happened? At the same time when Peter was waiting for the food to come to him, he felt in a trance. And a sheet from heaven was opened up to him. All the creeping animals, the unclean birds came on the sheet. And Peter was asked, a voice came from heaven. What was the voice? Peter, rise up, kill and eat. But here, our dear apostle Peter started to teach God. No, 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 no. I have not eaten anything unclean. I will not eat it. And the Bible says, again, that voice came. Again, Peter said no. The third time the voice came, again, Peter said no. 
Peter was trying to teach God. Hallelujah. Why? Because I don't have time to show you, but because Peter was a kind of a Christian who was still stuck into Jewish traditions. Apostle Paul once rebuked Peter in a meeting because Peter was associating with the Jewish people, but not with the non-Jewish people. So Apostle Paul rebuked Apostle Peter. Do you know in the book of Galatians? Hallelujah. Because the original call, the, listen to me, the original call to preach the gospel to the Gentiles was given to Peter. But because Peter said no to it, it was completely handed over to Apostle Paul. A watchman, listen to me, listen to me. A watchman should not be bound with traditions. Should not be bound with traditions, rules and regulations and laws. He should be open to obey. This voice of God, rise up, kill and eat the unclean animals, was against the Jewish law, isn't it? But God was telling Peter to do that. Hallelujah. A watch. That is, listen to me. You have to have a very intimate relationship with God to follow the voice of God. Otherwise, you will follow this voice. You will hear the trumpet sound until a limit. And after that, after that, the traditions will hold you back. Are we understanding? And then the revival, however, Peter was sent there and then Peter realized that this was the meaning of the vision. And that revival in the house of Cornelius was followed by a sound from heaven. Are we understanding the sounds of heaven until now? Was followed by a sound from heaven. Let's come back to Abraham. Let's come back to Abraham. God trained Abraham in hearing the sounds. And he was raised to a level of a prophet for the nations. Having a throne position with God. I don't have time, but read the life of Abraham. God spoke to Abraham again and again, and he could hear the sound. You remember once God spoke to him, Abraham, your son, your only son, Isaac, bring, to, bring him to me as a sacrifice. Abraham obeyed the sound. So Abraham, you don't know Abraham. Abraham had a throne position with God. He had a position that if Abraham told God something, God will listen to Abraham. Abraham became a friend of God. Abraham, what became a friend of God? Because he was so keen on hearing the sounds of heaven and being obedient to it. Hallelujah. Yes, a watchman needs to hear the sounds of heaven and not only hear it, but be obedient to it. Be obedient to it. Are we understanding people? If you completely surrender and submit your life, to be a watchman, the highest position that you can go is to be an advisory or a counselor in the council team in the throne room of God. In the throne room of God, to be a friend of God. Hallelujah. Let us go to Genesis chapter number 18. Let us go to Genesis chapter number 18. Okay. Verse number 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Uh -huh. Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Shall be blessed in him. Okay. I, I am not coming to the nation's part. The plan of God is actually for the nations. Do you know the book of Psalms says, ask of me and I will give you the nations. Uh -huh. God calls his church to dominate the nations. It's a global level dominance that God is calling this ministry to, to come in. And God has already shown me many things. Hallelujah. Okay, let us not go there. Let us continue. Verse 19. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, and the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, 
and because the, their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have altogether, according to the outcry, uh, outcry against it that has come to me, and if I not, I will know. Then the men that are the angels turned away from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood still before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Uh -huh. Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you do you do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So the Lord said, the Lord did not get angry. Abraham, you are not supposed to question me. Stay where you are, okay? You know, that is how pastors speak. I am, you cannot question what I am doing. That is not how God is. Huh? <laughs> God is not like that. God is not rebuking. God is saying, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. Then Abraham answered and said, indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes, have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than 50. Would you destroy all the city? Then God says, I will not. Then, then he says, he goes on to 45 and then he go, you know, goes, goes on to 40, 30, 20 and so on and, and so, so forth. So listen to me, listen to me. What, what I want to say here is, what I want to say here is, first of all, first of all, the administration of heaven is a huge administration. The administration and the operations of God is a, is a vast operation. Is a, is a vast operation. God is a busy man. God is a, God is a busy personality. His operation and his company okay, is more complex, huge, and massive than the Tesla company in USA, which is, which is one of the biggest companies, than Amazon. Elon Musk and, uh, and like Jeff Bezos cannot be more busy than God. God, God is so busy in the throne room. Hallelujah. That's why you see in the Bible, uh, uh, Mary had to cry for quite a long time before the tomb. After which, after the angel appeared, Jesus appeared. And Jesus said, don't cling to me, Mary, because I have come out of schedule to meet you because of your persistence. Because Jesus was on a, on a trip. Jesus was on a task. So Jesus had, had to leave his task aside and come to Mary to meet Mary. I, this is not the Holy Spirit communicating to Peter. This is not an angel talking to Peter. It's God of heaven coming down and speaking to Abraham, leaving. Are you understanding this? Are you understanding this? Okay, listen to me. That is the anointing of a watchman. That is the anointing of a watchman. God can leave his work and all the operations of heaven and give his whole attention to a watchman and the meeting that he has with the watchman god will not decide the end time till the time the watchman wants to speak to god god will be there speaking to the watchman oh my god what i'm saying is powerful people of god can you believe that can you believe that you 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 know what god is speaking to a watchman god is speaking to abraham okay and the angels are coming to god and i'm just giving you a picture I'm just giving you a picture, simple example. God is speaking to Abraham, having a very, very crucial meeting, the important meeting about Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angels are coming to God. God, God, some believers out there are crying that they want a job. Uh, other believers are crying out there, oh, they want to get married. And God says, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Those are not important topics for me to address now. I am not saying God is a partial God. God is an impartial God. He does not so, show partiality, but he is, a, he is a God. He is the boss of heaven and earth. He is the creator. <clears throat> when it comes to council meetings, he will give his all attentions. The hanky-panky prayer request at that time will be ignored. This is something that is important for God, meeting with Abraham, meeting with a watchman. I, are you able to understand what I am saying? Those believers who, God, give me a job. Oh, Lord, I don't know. Give me an increase in my salary. Oh, Lord, give me this. Oh, Lord, give me a beautiful wife. Oh, Lord, give me this. 
those are childish requests this is the real talk that abraham is having with god and his whole attention is with abraham <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah if in your company you are the most intelligent mature employee when the boss is speaking to you he will speak to you in a private meeting room and if other things are happening someone will say oh that person is complaining that he got less salary the boss will say ask them to hold on let me first complete my meeting with rahul hallelujah because because what we are speaking is is business what we are yes when you are a watchman what you will speak to god is is real business is real business god negotiations god will you destroy until the time abraham did not finish the negotiation god did not leave abraham god was there okay abraham anything else anything else that is that is a man who carries a throne with god the bible says the 24 elders fell down through their crown and worshiped the lamb upon the throne they had thrones with god they are always before the face of god they are always in the throne room of god hallelujah hallelujah let us stop here <laughs> let us stop here hallelujah but god is calling for serious watchmen god is calling for serious trumpet blowers though especially those who can hear the sounds of heaven the trumpet sound that is made in heaven 